we've been thinking about the Sermon on the Mount uh, for just about all of the summer, and tonight we have been invited to think about Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. The idea you find in those chapters has to do with the uh, wide and the narrow gates. I want you to think with me for just a moment. You have to use your imagination. We're going to travel back in time about 2,000 years. And so many of the uh, modern things that we enjoy right now, the kind of technology that we have right now, the means of travel that we are accustomed to, those things have not come into existence yet. I want you to travel with me from North America in these United States and cross over the waters and go to an area that we currently call Palestine. I want you to put yourself 2,000 years ago in Palestine and I want you to see Jesus. And he has seen the multitude coming together and seeing that he has taken his seat and prepared himself to teach. And so he has opened his mouth and said a great many wonderful things in what we call the Sermon on the Mount. In verses 13 and 14, he makes of the, at his time, the, the current means of travel, the modern characteristics of travel in his day when he says, enter in at the straight gate because, because wide is the gate or broad is the way and wide is the gate that leads to destruction and many there be that go in thereat. He says, narrow is the gate or straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life. You have arrived at a fork in the road in the valley of decision. And now you have two paths set before you, Jesus says, and now you have to make a choice. You have been, you have been traveling and the modern means of travel at that time was by foot. If you, had, if you had resources, maybe you were riding upon a beast, but the beast was going to travel the same paths that you travel. And now you have arrived at a fork in the road in this valley of decision. Two paths set before you, the one on the right and the one on the left. As you look at the one path, you notice that it is a, a broad thoroughfare. It is wide. It is accommodating. You notice that it has been well-worn, for it has been well-traveled. The way seems to be smooth. It looks to be convenient, you think to yourself, if I went this way, this, this broad way, I could take all of my stuff, all of my baggage, all of the things that I hold dear. If I, if I went this way, I could take all of the people I care about with me. All of my, my family members could go and all of my friends. If I went the broad way, it would be comfortable. It would be convenient. So I'm minded to go that way. It simply makes sense. As you look down this road, you see that the road terminates at a gate and you notice the gate also is wide, just like the path. And you, you think to yourself, why, if I went this way and, and tried to go into that gate, I could take all of my stuff with me. I wouldn't have to leave anything behind. If I went this way, all of my friends... All of my family members, they could go with me. 
You notice that on this path, it's well populated. Lots of people are traveling this way. They seem to be enjoying themselves. They seem to be having a very good time. You are the kind of person, though, who likes to consider all of his or her options. And so while you see this first path and it seems to be inviting you, you at least want to cast your gaze down the other. Now, it doesn't take you very long to see that the second path is not like unto the first. For the first path is very broad, where this one is very narrow indeed going to have a hard time taking all of my baggage and all of my stuff with me down this narrow path. Maybe the path is populated by some, some peaks and valleys for it has not been as well traveled. The, the kind of effort has not been made to, to make it as smooth as the other. As you, as you look at this other path, you think to yourself, well, there are some people with me who would not be willing to travel this path. And so if you go that way, you're going to leave some stuff behind. If you go that way, you're going to leave some people behind. As you look down this second path, you peer down and you see that it also terminates at a gate. A different gate than the first one, whereas the first gate is, is very broad. This one is indeed narrow. The, the old version says it is straight. The idea there is it is nestled between two rocky crags. Not only is it small, but it is very tight even to make it to the gate. You think to yourself, well, well, I don't know if more than one person can even fit through that gate at a time. I've got more baggage than that gate will accommodate. If I went that way, I could not take all of my stuff. If I went that way, we couldn't all get through, at least not at the same time. We might have to individually pass through that gate, not as a big group, but me individually by myself and everybody with me. It would take longer, maybe to make it through that gate. Not as many people on the road. Seems like it could be a little lonelier path, a harder path, a less comfortable path. And so you're minded to make your decision. And it seems obvious, doesn't it? It seems obvious that you would choose the Broadway. As you prepare to move in that direction, though, Jesus gives you some counsel and some advice. In Matthew 7 and verse 13 and 14, he says, enter you in at the straight gate. He says, choose the narrow gate. Now, when you look at everything that you can see, it seems obvious that the, the broad way is the better way, the more accommodating way, the way that would be more popular, the way that would allow you to bring all of your stuff. But Jesus says, enter in at the straight gate. He says to do what is antithetical. That is to say, what seems to be the opposite of what a reasonable, rational person would do. A reasonable, rational person might say, I'm going to go the easy way. Jesus says, no, do it the other way. You've got to think back 2,000 years ago. You've got to put yourself, you've got to put yourself in Palestine. And you have to know that, that when people traveled in those days, when they went long distances, oftentimes they would travel in what we would today call caravans. 
You know, when people would go back to Jerusalem for to worship, they would travel with their their immediate family members. They would travel with their neighbors. Maybe the equivalent of whole villages would try to move together. They would do that for safety, for sure. But they would also do that for companionship and fellowship to be a resource and a support to one another. Jesus says you go the way that you might not be able to take all of those people and all of that stuff with you. Some of those who heard him initially would have would have probably bristled at that kind of advice. Thankfully, Jesus explains the reason for the recommendation that he has given. He says, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction and many there be which go in thereat. He says, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to life and a few there be that find it. If you were going to make your decision based only on the road that you could see, if you were going to make your decision based only on the gate and the characteristics that you could observe, you were going to make a decision without the most vital part of the information that you need to make a good decision. It was not going to be about the path and it was not going to be about the gate to make a good decision. You needed to know what was on the other side. The only way you could know that, the only way you could know that without Jesus' advice and counsel would be for you to find out the hard way. And so you stand there at this fork in the road. You stand there in the valley of decision. And Jesus tells you, make sure when you decide which way you want to go, you consider what's on the other side of the gate. I want you to notice that most people, Jesus says, were going to choose the broad way. Most people are going to choose the way that seems most comfortable. I want you to notice that Jesus says most people are going to choose the way that would accommodate most of their baggage and most of the people that they know. But he recommends that we do the opposite. This bit of information, that is what's on the other side of the gate, radically alters the decision-making process, doesn't it? Jesus would want us to realize that we we need to make a decision about whether the group is going to determine our goal or whether our goal is going to determine the group we travel with. Jesus wants us to know and understand that we have to decide whether on the one hand we're willing to sacrifice comfort in the present in order to have favorable consequences in the future or Would we rather accept tragic consequences down the road so that we can do what seems to be convenient in the here and now? Before you start down one road or the other, Jesus wants us to realize that that what we're choosing is between whether the travel is important or whether the terminus or the end is important. Jesus is not going to interfere with our choice but he wants us to have all the information when we make it. When Jesus was on the mount and he is speaking to his disciples, he's talking with them about kingdom principles. He's talking with them about 
about kingdom living. He's wanting them to understand that, that if they are going to walk with him, if they are going to be numbered among God's special people, then, then they have to be willing to walk and to travel the road less traveled by others. He, he wants them to know and understand that, that if they're going to be God's special people, then there are going to be some obstacles and, and there will be some difficulties and, and there will be some lack of convenience on their part in order to go the way that leads to life. He says there will be few that find it. When the Lord gave this counsel, he was using something that was very familiar to those who heard him to make a point of spiritual application. He says on the one side of the gate that ends or that is situated at the end of the Broadway is destruction or eternal damnation. He says behind the other gate, the one that is situated at the end of the narrow path is life or eternal life. He's trying to prepare them for kingdom living. Now I want you to think for a second about the application of this. When you think about salvation, for example, you have to remember that there is a way that seems popular. There is a way that that maybe could accommodate the most people and the most stuff. But but when we get ready to make decisions about about what we ought to do to come into compliance with God's will such that we could be saved in the end, it's not going to be about the way that most people go. And it's not going to be about the way that seems most comfortable to us. It's going to be about going the narrow way that leads to life. You know, some people, when they think about religion, they would say to us that it's not good to be narrow minded. I say to them, listen, Jesus made it narrow. If you have an objection to being narrow minded religiously, then then you will have to take that up with him in the day of judgment. For Jesus is the one who made it narrow. You cannot be saved any way you want to be saved. It doesn't work like that. It never has. In the religious world, you will find on the broad way people sort of making up their making up their own way to be right with God, making up their own conditions for salvation. You'll find people uh, saying things like they can pray their way into heaven or all I'm suggesting to you is if you want to be right with God, if you want to be saved, you will only be saved on the narrow way. Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. John 14 and 6. Don't you see Jesus made salvation very narrow. He says you will not be saved by uh, Muhammad and you will not be saved by Confucius. You you will not be saved by Martin Luther. You will not be saved by John Calvin. If you want to be right, you can only come by me. Jesus made it narrow. You remember in Acts chapter 4, in verse number 12, the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. There is none other name given among, under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Don't you?
Salvation is narrow. When Jesus says to them that they needed to enter in at the straight gate, he's trying to condition their minds to understand that that kingdom living is narrow. It is more narrow than the world is sometimes willing to accept. But those who are going to be right with him, guess what? They are going to take the narrow path that leads to life. You'll remember the Bible says that uh, in Acts 2, in verse number 47 in particular, that praising God and having favor with all the people, the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved or such as were being saved. All saved people are in exactly one place, the church that Jesus died to build and that he established on the day of Pentecost. Now, most people would look at that in the religious world and they would say, that is too narrow. I'm saying, who made it narrow? Jesus made it narrow. It may not be popular, may not always be easy, but it's right and it leads to life. You think about worship. You think about worshiping God in a way that is acceptable to him. Sometimes we make life more complicated than it ought to be. Listen, there are exactly two ways you can worship in a way that God will accept and a way that he won't. It's no more complicated than that. And so we ask ourselves, what will be accommodated in terms of worship on the on the broad way? Well, sometimes you'll see things like uh, hand clapping, as people call that a form of praise. Or you'll see things like the use of mechanical instruments. And people will consider that a, a kind of praise or a kind of worship question. Where can you find it? You can find anything you want on the broad way. You can find anything you want on the broad way. See, people say, I like that. It's comfortable to me. That's what I enjoy. And if I go the broad way, I can bring all of my stuff in terms of worship. Not so on the narrow way. You know, on the narrow way, when it comes to our praise, the Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 15 that through him, that is, through Jesus, we ought to offer up a sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, making confession to his name. What is the sacrifice of praise that we can find on the narrow way? The fruit of our lips, making confession in his name. Of course, you'll look at some passages and they will tell you in Ephesians 5 and 19, for example, or Colossians 3 and 16. The, the Bible will tell you that God calls us to to sing. And that is a part of our worship. You'll look at uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and 15 and the Bible will tell us that that God expects us to sing with the spirit and with the understanding. Also, the accompaniment that we're supposed to have with our singing is the internal man and the, the harmony that we have in our own minds, in our own hearts. That's the narrow way. Some people say that's too narrow. I understand Jesus made it narrow. You look sometimes in the religious world and you find that people don't always appreciate and respect the distinction that God makes between men and women when it comes to the roles that they play in worship. Well, you know, on the Broadway, you can bring all of your baggage and all of your stuff. You can do anything you want to on the Broadway, but on the narrow way. Paul says, I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man. 
but to be in subjection, to learn in silence. 1 Timothy 2, verse 10 and following. I know, and you do too, that in the religious world, see, most people aren't willing to travel that narrow way. Most people would prefer the broad way. Most people would prefer to do it in a way that, that they personally enjoy or that they've seen others or, or maybe in a way that they feel like will accommodate more people. And that's good and that's fine if you have no concern about where that leads. But Jesus said, uh, even worship is narrow. You remember in John chapter 4, in verse 24, he is uh, talking with the Samaritan woman there at Jacob's well. And as he does that, he says, God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, did you see that Jesus made acceptable worship narrow? If you want to worship God the way requires to be worshiped, he says you must worship him in spirit and in truth. It is narrow only because he made it narrow. Now question, if you want to worship any way you want to worship, any way you want to worship, can you do that? Yes, you can on Broadway. Broadway will accommodate anything you want to do. Broadway will accommodate everything you want to do. Broadway leads to destruction. Broadway is the way of disobedience. Broadway is the way of the human will and will worship. When you think about matters of salvation, Jesus made it narrow. When you think about matters of worship, Jesus made it narrow. When you think about matters of morality, Jesus made it narrow. You know, an interesting thing about... Uh, Marriage in our country, it just has been radically altered in so many foundational and fundamental ways. But, you know, if you go back just a brief period of time, really, if you go back just a few short years, hardly anyone in our country ever got a divorce. Hardly anyone ever, even when there was biblical grounds for it, it hardly ever happened. And when it did happen, there was a social stigma attached to that. Of course, all of that has changed greatly. All of that has changed very radically so that now people don't even bother. Most of them don't even bother to get married in the first place. And about half of those who do don't stay married. You've seen the proliferation of no fault divorce. You've no doubt come to see that people do not respect their marriage vows hardly at all. And so people will get divorces for reasons that God does not authorize and people will remarry over and over and over again. Question, is that acceptable? Can that be accommodated? Well, on Broadway, you can bring all of your stuff and anybody who wants to can go with you and you can do it any way you want on Broadway. But Jesus made it narrow. In Matthew 19, you know, he's asked the question about whether or not a man could put away his wife for any cause. He's asked that question specifically. Is it all right to get a divorce for any reason you want to? And Jesus said in Matthew 19, in verse number nine, whosoever put away, shall put away his wife and shall marry another commits adultery. And whoever marries her that is put away commits adultery. See, he made it very narrow. 
He went back to the beginning and he said, listen, from the beginning, it was not so. He was asked the question why Moses has suffered them to to put away their wives and give them a writing of divorcement. He said from the beginning, it was not so. He goes back and he reiterates that in God's mind, it has always been very narrow. Now, if you want to do it another way, he says, that is adultery that can only be accommodated on the broad way. That is a sin and it leads to destruction. That's what Jesus says. Now, you think about trying to convince people of that today. With everything that's going on in the world today, the way that people don't have any respect for for God or the word of God or the institution of marriage, you try to convince people of that today. That can be accommodated on Broadway, right? But people who want to go to heaven People who want to make sure that they are in right standing with God. They understand that there are some things that they might want to do that cannot be accommodated for those who want to pass through the gate that leads to eternal life. Jesus said, enter in at the straight gate. You choose the path that will lead you to this narrow gate nestled between these rocky crags. You understand when you begin, when you make this decision and you choose the path of Christianity, you do that knowing that you're going to be more constricted on this path than you would be on the other one. You you do that knowing that at times you're going to be less comfortable on this path than you would be on the other one. You do that knowing that, that some of the baggage and some of the stuff that could be a accommodated in your former walk of life on that broad way. You understand that some of that has to be left behind. You do this knowing that some people will not go this way with you. Question, which one is more important? The group or the goal? If you want to travel with the people that you're just most fond of, if you want to travel with the people that you're just most fond of and you have no concern about where you end up, then that's the Broadway. If you want to travel only with people who have a care and a desire, a burning interest to inherit eternal life, then you go the narrow way because that's the only way you can find it. He says, few there be that find it. Question, question. When you think about your spiritual life, which one is more important? The journey or the destination? See, there are some things that you can do on Broadway that you might find fun and enjoyable. They cannot be tolerated on the narrow way, on the Broadway. You can drink whatever you want. You can smoke whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. You can say whatever you want. You can get on the computer and look at whatever you want on the Broadway. That leads to destruction. Now, which one is more important, the trip or the journey or the destination? So you've got to decide before you before you go into this fork on the road, you need to decide which one is more important. On the narrow way, I know going in, there are some places I I can't go. I know going in, there are some things I can't fix my mouth to say. 
I know going in, there are some things I can't put into my body because my body belongs to the Lord. It's the spirit of the temple. I know that going in. It's more narrow. There are some liberties that other people will feel that they have that I will feel more restricted and constrained because I have chosen this this narrow path and it has a very narrow gate. I'm just asking you when Jesus said enter in at the straight gate. Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody do that? Well, there's really only one good reason, right? Because they're not focused on the journey. They're focused on the destination. And they're not focused on how many people, the size of the group, they're focused on the goal. And they're willing to make the requisite sacrifices to make sure that when they come to that gate at the end, they can pass through. And they know that means that they will have to leave some of their baggage and bad habits behind. They know that when they start. They know that that means that some of their family members and their friends will choose to go a different way. They know that when they start. But they're more concerned about the goal than they are the group. Here you stand at a fork in the road. Here you are in the valley of decision. Friends, life is not as complicated as we sometimes make it. God either authorizes it or he doesn't. It's either the broad way or it is the narrow way. Anything other than the narrow way that Jesus has laid out for us in Scripture is the broad way. The narrow way leads to eternal life. Anybody want to go to heaven? Because if you do want to go to heaven, you're going to travel the road less traveled. You're going to find yourself at times in the minority. You're going to find yourself at times being less popular. Anybody want to go to heaven? Because if you do, you're going to make some sacrifices. You're going to leave some things you would rather take with you behind. And you may even have to leave some people that you like and care about behind because they're not willing to go with you. It's time to make a decision. Jesus has... uh, given you his counsel. He's told you, don't focus on the immediate and on the temporary, but you look all the way down the end of the road and you see the gate and you think about what's on the other side. It's time to make a decision. Jesus is not going to make it for you, but he's told you which one is best. These two gates, the narrow and the broad, the wide gate and the narrow gate, I suppose that you can take whichever one you want, but I'd imagine that you really want to make a decision based on what's on the other side. Thank you.